Valuetown is a production of HearthSim. Find out how to support Valuetown by going to patreon.com slash Valuetown. This is our town. Welcome. What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 171 of Value Town. I'm Cham V. Gara, how'd you like our new intro, man? Is it cool? It's PogChamp. If it's PogChamp, yeah. So much better yeah. than the old one. I know, God. I've been meaning to change that forever now. It was, it was just literally killing me, like, watching that, that, that intro every time. I was, I was just waiting for the, like, the name change at the end of the intro. Yeah. Like, Yeah, right, Super mega... Yeah, I just I still need to tweak it a little bit at the end so it fades into us a little bit more. But anyways, guys, that's enough details behind production. Uh, welcome to episode seventy-one. Um, it's just the two of us today, but we've got a lot to talk about. It's it's never a boring week in the Hearthstone community, and the things that we decide to complain about are just <laughs> just amazing sometimes. But uh, today we're going to be covering uh, the Tavern of Time event, uh, the patch that came out with it, news, uh, Dream Mac Austin, probably touch a little bit on HTT Seoul, because it's coming up, to, uh, or HTT, is it HTT Korea? Is that what it's called officially, or is it Seoul? I, I, I forget the actual name, but all the players are over there right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we've got some Q&A at the end of the show. So uh, if you have any questions that you want to try to get to us, you can go ahead and tweet ValuetownGG, and we'll uh, try to read out any that we get via Twitter. But we've got a couple already via email. And, um, you know, that's always great. You can always email that to Valuetown at hearthsim.net. <laughs> I have to remember it sometimes. Uh, okay, well, uh, before we start, too, I want to let everybody know that we are sponsored this week, or at least this episode sponsored by Dollar Shave Club, which is an awesome uh, website that sells a lot of things that you need in your bathroom, you know, that uh, keeps you looking very nice and clean and smelling great. We'll talk a little bit more about it later. And, of course, the show is an hsreplay.net show. So uh, get the best stats at hsreplay.net. Gar, what have you been doing this week, man, in terms of Hearthstone? grinding Hearthstone, trying to get legend, but yeah, sometimes you have these down swings, I just can't hit it. Today I got to rank 1 5 stars twice. Yeah. I uh, had very good win rate, but yeah, one game short. <laughs> one game short. That, Still. that gatekeeper, pretty rough, man. What, what deck have you been playing today? I played today's um, Even Shaman, Recruit, Root, Hunter, I call it Jurassic Hunter now because it's so much cooler. The dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing uh, how popular that is now. Jeez. And a bunch of Q block, pretty strong still. Kind of mm -hmm. stupid to see how powerful it actually is. Played a bunch of big spell mage, Shadowwalk Shaman, and Odd Priest Dude, as well. You just name like ten decks, man. Like Meta's great. <laughs> the meta is is a lot of fun. You're not you're never gonna be bored, that's for sure. There's so many choices. And, um, you know, one of the things, actually, I didn't even include on the topic. We'll definitely cover meta a little bit, too. But the meta is still very widespread. It hasn't settled very much, to be honest. I mean, I think, you know, you have different decks at the very top, depending on where you are. But for the most part, you still got, like, a 3% win rate difference between, 
you know, like the bottom of tier two and the top of tier one. So um, meta looks very much similar in terms of, of at least how many decks are in the are viable right now. So good. That's, I we think actually, that's great. Yeah. We actually have the most unique meta of all times because mm -hmm. we have a meta where control decks and aggro decks are bad. Are, are, wait, are bad? Are bad, yes. <laughs> okay. We're talking about uh, tournament setting. Oh, tournament setting, and yeah. And yeah, but like I'm preparing also next week is a DreamHack Summer and you do like spreadsheets, you go over all the best decks and control is bad and aggro is bad. Like you never had that before. It's like, you might think, okay, you're new to Hustle. Okay, well, what do I play if there's no aggro and there's no control? And we have like this combo mid-range meta, like pretty much every deck has like some form of OTK or like yeah. huge tempo swings yeah. it's like all these decks none of these decks have a control playstyle anymore uh except maybe like big spell mage but even that is like jaina is your win condition and that's like also very unique it's like a jaina mm -hmm. deck like if you think about the matchup quest warrior versus jaina control mage right mm -hmm. it, it doesn't really matter what happens before these two things come down like jaina or the warrior quest it's it's, it's very interesting yeah it's definitely interesting i think to your point a lot of these like control like model decks they all have some recruit value <laughs> you know that's where it gets all mixed up in hybridy because they actually do have all the removal that a control deck has but the the actual big plays don't happen at the end of the game they happen somewhere in the middle and and it just creates a very difficult classification of a lot of these decks i still think of them as control though like it, it's not pure but it, it still resembles that more than say you know, a mid-range deck, you know, or something like that. Yeah, but they're trying to really... They're going for these broken turns, right? These these mana cheat turns yep. and these mid-range turns. So I really don't want to call them control because of it. It's like, or when they just try to flood the board just to complete the quest to win. Yeah. They also really don't want to win through control. It's like, there's almost no deck that wants to win through that kind of playstyle anymore. But on the other hand, we always had aggro decks, always. And now aggro decks are falling off, even Token Druid, because now uh, even Warlock and uh, um, Quest Warrior are so popular and so dominant that Token Druid has fallen off, that it's really, like the only two close to viable aggro decks are even Shaman and uh, Odd Paladin, but they're really also getting countered pretty hard uh, versus like yeah, but even Loken. The counter though, I feel like has happened very recently though. Like it wasn't that yes. long ago that like I'm just gonna go to here. I just maybe we get. I'll just show you just replay. Okay. But right now, yeah. Like it. Well, man, I wasn't gonna show that, but here, like it wasn't that long ago. It was like a day or two ago. You know, I'm looking at Legend and and one day ago, like this this last 24 hours, it, it was like odd paladin, even paladin, even shaman, and and whatever, right? So I know those aren't crazy aggro. But I feel like in today's world they are. I mean, Odd Paladin. I feel like is is closer close to it, and then even Odd Rogue for sure is is a, an aggro like deck. So you know, I think just what is considered aggro, it's it's a similar thing. Like it's just getting all like bunched up now. You know, like aggro decks aren't just pure face decks. They're like a little bit of you know value centric this time this kind of weird value mid-range feel to it too but um i don't know is is that possible is that possible in just card games to evolve the definition of archetypes 
I mean, does that ever happen? Does that ever happen? Like, has that ever happened in Magic? I, I don't think so. It's because it has been a digital card game. Because we have cards like these Death Knights, right? Mm -hmm. You can't have them in a yeah. real paper TCG, right? It's how would you? Maybe you can, but it's rather complicated, I guess, to design a card like that. Yeah, sure. And like cards, individual cards that are win conditions by themselves, and. Yeah. They really changed the pace of the game and every match and how the game is played fundamentally till they rotate out. Well, that's what I mean. So, like, do we should we create like new archetype classifications for Hearthstone that you know because we we've always used the traditional terms and definitions of you know control and aggro, mid range, and I mean then you add like speed, like tempo and. And so I'm wondering if we should need to start creating our own vernacular for, for our stone. Because otherwise we're just like, oh, it's this hybrid thing or it's not really control because it's not pure control. So what is it? You know, <laughs> like, yeah, I think it's great, by the way. Uh, yeah. But I should really balance it more. Or like when I make these super powerful cards, like when you look at Uther DK right now, for instance, yeah. compared to Gul'dan or Jaina, they have roughly yep. the same mana cost. Yep. And so I want to play my my paladin decay deck but it's so much weak <laughs> so it's you really have to like i don't know balance them more and if they're like mm. remotely balanced then i think it's great so not every game goes to fatigue to have yeah, these yeah. alternative win conditions yeah kind of going through the, like this is what i was saying earlier look at this i mean this is this is uh, a lot of decks there and look at this bad boy right here like <laughs> mage which we were just talking about this deck I, I saw like three days ago show up, and I'm or maybe like five days ago show up, and I was, I like I literally had to go and make sure that was right because I'm like, wait, is there something wrong here? So, uh, but Murloc Mage is kind of a, a bit of a secret right now, given that the popularity of Murloc Mages is like a tenth of what you see like with these top decks. So, um, have you played against this deck much at all? I played one deck, uh, one game against it uh, today, and I had a deck that is very good at dealing with the board. Mm -hmm. um, it felt weaker than Temple Mage because mm -hmm. it's just, you know, flat and board. It, it feels like yeah. weaker than Odd Paladin in what it's trying to do, mm -hmm. just flat the board, and or like weaker than Even Shaman. It doesn't have that much refill if you don't draw Alunef, but this kind of proves that you can pretty much play. Murlocs in every single class and just have like a pretty well, deck. Yeah, I mean, this we talked about the Hunter yes. Murloc deck right last week and we yeah. did the deck of the week. And you know, it's funny because I, I think this, this deck is just a streamlined version of it. Uh, you know, Hunter and Mage are similar in, in the fact that they typically, you know, don't heal or they typically are just trying to kill you with a you know, this kind of finite amount of damage, right? And, um, you know, the thing about this deck is, like, it just has to chip you enough to kill you. You know, like, if you can get two fireballs, or if you can even find one with Primordial or, or you know, Book of Spectres, whatever, you know, like, if you can just find 15 damage, it really just has to chip you 15 damage against, like, half of the other classes to, to kill them. So, in in theory, it makes a lot of sense to, be, you know, throw in a bluegill, too. Like, you get, you know, some charge Murlocs in here, too. And, um, you know, feels like an aggro deck, you know, a different version of the mage aggro deck. But to your point, I think the, the, uh, the total number of spell damage you get from the, the tempo mage is just so much higher than this one. So you really depend on getting these minions down, which can be inconsistent a lot of times. 
I think this is like the most vanilla deck in Hearthstone. Like Pretty you cheap. start off with the innkeeper having like this tempo version of mage, or like whatever you wanna call it. And it turns out Frostbolt and Firebolt are just always good cards because you can use them as removal <laughs> and you can use them as a finisher yeah. tool. Yeah. And you just play some good mid-range minions and it turns out they're basically still like the classic minions, most of them. It's only like a Nightmare Amalgam and General Megasaur added to them, it's a, which, it's which is crazy. And then like, there's only like a few very new cards in this deck. <laughs> So, so this is your 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 uh, petition for <laughs> changing the classic and basic decks, or Please. changing the evergreen decks. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy, but yeah, Murloc Mage is doing well. I mean, he's doing better than Tempo Mage right now. And um, again, it's kind of like a kept secret right now. Uh, I haven't. I've only run into it twice on the ladder. I haven't played it myself, but it was one of the the list of things I wanted to get to. I, you know, to be honest, I'm just addicted to Recruit Warrior right now. I admit it, man. I'm just, I can't just stop playing that deck. The only time I stop playing Recruit Warrior is when I need to do quests. Like, I played Miracle last night because I had a bunch of rogue quests. But, um, you know, kind of talking about the decks that we've been playing, you know, you, you have this priest over here. You know, the Recruit Warrior is the one that's on the right here for me. And um, the thing I love about the Recruit Warrior right now is that I feel like I can, like, switch out three to four cards and really try different things against the, a lot of the different decks that are out there. And, and I feel like I'm experimenting, but I'm experimenting with a decent chance to win. You know, like the, there's a difference, right? When you're experimenting, you're just losing every time. There's not much to really, it's hard to learn because your results are just bad. Uh, like from a standpoint of win loss, but you know, when you're actually playing games that end up, you know, either you lose by a very little, you know, it's like literally on the last turn or you're winning, by the skin of your teeth, uh, it feels good being able to kind of swap cards out. And, you know, one of the things I did with this that's different than some of the others is I, I think Faceless is actually underused right now with all the different type of recruit uh, decks that are out there, uh, especially with this, with Woe Cleaver. If you Woe Cleaver, you got plenty of mana to Faceless, you know, and you're getting something crazy good out of it. So that's one of the things I discovered um, just in terms of doing this. I, I kind of gather your party. I've just been, like, having mixed thoughts on you know and i wouldn't have had mixed thoughts on with, unless i you know was putting it in and taking it out and and trying to figure out like you know why it's in there and things like that so um i don't know it's been a lot of fun this deck is like super fun we saw it a little bit in dream Act austin you know ike i think was playing it most people played the quest warrior over it but i actually thought that this deck should have been played a little bit more in the tournament uh just because of, of how good it is against like token druid and you know just how how much awesome late game it has but um yeah, have you ever played? You played much of it this week. I know you played it last week, some right? But I, I don't think I don't know if you played it this week at all. Uh, no, I played to recruit uh, hunter. hunter. It's, it's like super flavor fun, of yeah. the month. Yeah, exactly. It's so ridiculously powerful because yeah. it's like ninety percent versus. I actually beat Heist today with <laughs> recruit hunter. That was a funny game. <laughs> uh, it's just it's broken. It is like, and it's so interesting how the deck actually evolved. I think the new mm -hmm. Recruit Hunter evolved the most over the last two weeks because yeah. you don't play cubes anymore. Yeah. You're now playing the, the Ooze, the six mana Ooze. Mm -hmm. And it's just faster. You copy the death of the Recruit guy that recruits an eight mana minion from your deck or a Katarina. And it's just so ridiculously powerful. But it, is it good in Legend like, though? Like, yeah, our, like our stats don't show it being... Very good. 
Really? Because our stats show it's better outside of Legend than it is in Legend. Yes, but maybe because like Agrexander, it's it's Autolos to Agro. And if you play mm-hmm. any slower yeah. deck, it just demolishes it. It's like extremely polarized. This is why I hope that Agro decks are coming back, kind of. I really miss Agro decks. I, I, I think this is like, I don't know, the... I like this fight between Agro and Control in Hearthstone. I think this mm-hmm. is like the fundamental fun in Hearthstone. Yeah. Like you play Control or you play Agro and both can win and who plays better. And I think it's so great and healthy for the game that you don't always have like these control mirrors. That's like very bad that every game you go to fatigue. Yeah. Uh, the games are fast, but you, you play very different, right? Yeah. From the controls. That's a great so point. So. Like we don't see many mirrors these days, right? Like the exact same deck playing against each other. You know, it's really cool that that way. Um, and I like these faster games. You can still play control deck and have faster games. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's true. Like my my recruit warrior games, they're they're not short, but I would say they're they're not long, like twenty minute games either. You know, they're they're probably on average like ten minutes, eleven minutes. You know, something like that. And um, it's really cool. You know, it's, it's because like the end of the game, you have packed so much damage at the end. Same with the recruit to hunter. It's kind of the same. Like you, you're able to pa- have these uh, cards that can just do a ton of damage at the end because of whatever, like rush abusing or or it's just you know crazy awesome draws from your deck because of you know whatever cards you have like Katrina. But um, overall, I, I agree with that. The only the only ones that are pretty bad are like quest priest and and quest uh and even quest warrior is not horrible these days but quest priest is horrible <laughs> quest priest literally takes 30 minutes to play sometimes if you if you play against somebody that really takes the rope most of the turns all right yeah, well even like shadowbox shaman doesn't take so long no there's mm-hmm. so much control yeah and people know how to play against it so you know they're they're kind of forced to play it a, a little earlier than say like a month ago. You know, like right now people are playing it and not necessarily winning on that turn or even the turn after. They they win like three or four turns later, but they're they're just in such a good position that they can cast Shutterwalk every single turn. So eventually they just end up winning. Yeah, Recruit Hunter. Anyway, to your point, Recruit Hunter is very very popular right now. Oops, again, I'm showing like all these these uh decks again but yeah recruit hunter see like ranked for one through uh legend through five it shows up as 50 you know almost 54 percent but it, but for just legend it actually whoops it actually just drops uh significantly it drops even below it's like down here it's like not even 50 percent so um kind of interesting i think people are, are it might have been just an adjustment in the meta like it was so good the last few days that uh and yeah, as you can see, it. like these four decks right there, Odd Paladin, Even Shaman, Token Druid, and Odd Rogue, it loses to all of those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> makes sense? Stats make sense, right? Yeah. Uh, and stuff. even Murloc Mage, probably. Yeah, yeah. So talk to me about this uh, priest that you've been playing, because, dude, this priest that you, you, you're showing right here, or the, the one that you played, this, um, bring it up, this priest is almost identical outside of probably the um the amalgams that you have like which i'm not sure you don't have to explain why you have the amalgams but outside of the amalgams i built this deck like almost on day one of the expansion it looked very like almost identical except for two or three cards so it sucked (laughs) really really bad on the the first week of the expansion so i've just i kind of gave up on it and it didn't really come back to it so talk to me about this deck. Why is this deck so good, man? 
So that's a thing I have on my stream. Yeah. That where you can like donate like 500 bits or like sub. <laughs> yeah. And you can basically yeah. force me to play a deck. There's this one person called Hellboy, and every week <laughs> he comes to my stream and donates a bunch of money and forces me to play Outbreeze like for many games. And I keep improving the deck and the list. Like he's, it starts, he always started off with some super greedy deck because like so many seven drops right, and, right, right. And, and nine drops. It's just way too greedy. And then I'm kind of forced in because I have to try to win and to improve the deck. Uh, I'm constantly improving it. And this is like the, the most current version. And it's, it's, it's going great. Like playing an intro blade master and having like an improved hero power and just healing it. It's like the greatest feeling ever. I mean, it's... and <laughs> okay. just beat down people. Okay. Like you just curve out and beat down people. But it's actually yeah. crazy. You beat like shadow decks, and first of all, nobody knows the list. They don't even know what to expect, right? right they see all right. They have no idea what's coming. And the main main condition is inner fire, and mm -hmm. you, you, it's so easy to have any board that sticks. And then you go for the glitter moth. Yep. You can't remove anything. It's out of volcano range, whatever. And you suddenly go for yeah, inner fire and just <laughs> kill him. It's see, it's it's kind of crazy that I... it works. I had that all in my head on day one, dude, but it, it never came great. together for me. Maybe just the meta is a much better place now that, you that play, this can work. Yeah, because it's slower. Yeah. Just, and you, it's always important to have not a fatigue plan, but a kill plan. This is probably why it works. You don't try fatigue mm -hmm. or anything. Oh, like no. I mean, I was running Interfire <laughs> Divine Spirit, yeah. too, like trying to win that way. So this doesn't have Divine Spirit in it. So it's, it's a little bit different that way. Yeah, but, and you need to play the Umgalm for the Dragon Count. Because you can't play the six oh, mana dragon. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like okay. this, and you can't play the five. Yeah. Yeah, you could play the five mana dragons, but uh, they're not that great. The um, the scale banes. Yeah. Like the the, the 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 this quartz elemental, whatever it's called, it's quartz five element. mana guy. Yep. Five eight. Or it's, whatever, it's yeah. pretty powerful. It's mm. such a cool deck because there's so mm. many cards that you don't play in any deck. Yeah. And you play them all in this deck. It's and um, uh, the card that I added today is the the fungal that heals every minion by free. It's so insane. Fungal and the enchanter. Fungal enchanter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh, I've never played. That's another card I didn't. It's I also played my yet. favorite card. Hmm. It's so great with the with the seven mana Drake, and it, it's just it's so awesome. I just love this card. Yeah. Like especially they have to leave your minions up at some point because they have too much HP and then you trade and then play cleric and just throw a bunch <laughs> of cards. So Sounds great, man. And for those of you listening that might, you know, listen to us on our podcast each week, we're talking inner fires and cleric. Again, it's an it's an odd priest. So you've got clerics, power wars, shields, fungal enchanters, injured blade masters, amalgams, uh Shadow Word Deaths. Stonehill Defenders, Creepers, Acolytes, Moths, uh, the Quartz Elemental, the Nightscale Matriarch, finally getting some love. And then uh, <laughs> Psychic Scream, Wormguard, Alex Straza, Baku, and, and Ysera. Um, you know, I still think that Quartz Elemental in this, this type of deck is underrated. Like, I, I think that card could still bust people super hard in a combo, you know, like in the, the Inner Fire or Divine Spirit Inner Fire type of deck. But uh, I just still haven't been able to see it implemented right. This is a start, though. Like, is the scale? Is the night scale matrix? Does that actually spawn anything for you? Did you actually get a lot of whelps out, yeah, out of that? Yeah, sure. Okay. Because people run out of removal. Yeah. They just, they just can't kill it. Yeah. Or like you hide it, you play a worm guard first, and then you play that, and then something will always survive. Yeah, for sure. Gosh, yeah. yeah. That, 
It's one of my most disappointing cars because I really had high hopes for it and I still still hasn't worked out. Uh, but I haven't tried it's it again. It's been weeks since I've tried it. Yeah, I might have to, might have to the do this. The greatest feeling is definitely in Jim Pate Master Press Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing's better than that. Yeah, well, well Hellboy, thanks for uh, getting Gar to do that. And we might just do this for Deck of the Week, too. We, we pretty much just do something from... I was either going to do Recruit Warrior or that, but uh, this this looks a little bit more fun, and it's a way to force me to play the deck, too. <laughs> it's definitely good stuff. Okay, well, um, yeah, that's kind of like what we've been doing this week. Just, you know, and again, playing a bunch of awesome, cool decks. Uh, we've got a lot, uh, some news in the community where they announced uh, the newest event. It's the Tavern of Time event. I believe it's of time, right? Like, I don't... Yeah, Tavern of Time, and it's a special event. Let me bring up the actual uh, blog post so we can take a look at it. And, um, you know, obviously Toki is a big part of this. Uh, it's going to be July or no, June 11th through the July 2nd. They're offering the bundle pack, you know, like the 10 pack bundle thing again, which is awesome. Uh, you get actually two of, uh, the, uh, the classic and all the expansions in this, uh, current year. And, uh, so it's a really good deal. Go, if you can go and buy that, it's, you know, you're going to definitely get something great out of that. And then and June 13th, you log in, you, you get a free gold pack golden classic pack which is pretty awesome what, what were you saying i think you can buy the bundle as many times as you want as well oh is it fun. i didn't actually realize you could buy as many oh in any number of times wow i actually didn't realize that that's awesome <laughs> and if it's uh i mean it's a decent price too but it's it's cool to, especially when you're starting off and you're or you're getting back in the hearthstone you're trying to figure out which expansion to build you know obviously getting a, a bundle like this is really really nice you can break it down into smaller increments um along with this special event you know came an update update <laughs> 11.2 and boy like I, I don't know if they expected this update to actually be you know a major one you know i could see like in blizzard's like hey guys yeah it's time to time to get an update out with like a lot of this uh you know, housekeeping stuff that we've been really uh, queuing up for a while now. So let's just get a bunch of these small ones out there, you know, in a small update or whatnot. I mean, it was 11.2, so clearly it was, you know, viewed as a, a pretty decent up update. You know, there was definitely some arena updates too, and and um, but the biggest thing that happened, at least in terms of the community, is that Tess Greymane got a change. And uh, it was worded that Tess Greymane got a, it had a bug fix, you know, or at least it was listed under bug fixes, which boy, I, I think that was like the, the error of a lifetime, or at least error of the week for, for uh, Blizzard here, because the community just raged over that and has been, their, their pitchforks and everything out because um, the way Tess Greymane changed is that it had it got like a very yog like change or nerf. It's actually a nerf to the to the deck where um, limited the thirty uh, effects being you know uh, that that occur. Tess Greymane you know casts like all the battle cries right for um, any of the the non class cards right that that you actually get. A lot of people play fun casual players especially love that the, the deck because it has that yog feel to it. Now it has the same thing with Yogg, where if it gets like silenced or if it gets transformed or whatnot, or like Tess does, it gets stopped completely. And um, a lot of people were very upset about that, partially because Blizzard, you know, in some interviews said that they wanted it to be like that and they didn't want 
they weren't going to change it, you know, when they released it. Um, I, I think that, um, uh, you know, folks just don't think it's been a problem. You know, like not a lot of people have complained about test screaming. In fact, I'll attest that I've never heard anybody complain about, <laughs> about Tess Grammy because she's not being played in the in the higher levels, right? It's it's mostly in, in the the fun area that it's being played. It's being played a decent amount though. It's not like it's it's not played at all. So um, yeah, I mean, what's your reaction? Clearly, the 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 um, whoops, the community has spoken and they're very very upset about it. Uh, and I, I mean, I can even show you just like like Reddit right now. Reddit Reddit is. It's amazing. Like the the thread yesterday got like twenty thousand upvotes. Like you should. Wow. Look at this. Because it's not just one thread. Yeah, it's, it's like, like more, it's, it's like uh, half uh, the threads. Uh, yeah, that the yeah. Te uh, Tess Gray made. Like I want to quit Hearthstone and and yeah. So it's your reactions to this. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the biggest topics. In Hearthstone of the, this year, if not the biggest, <laughs> it is actually a bigger topic than Ben Broad leaving the <laughs> development crazy. team. That's crazy, yeah. It actually is. It oh actually is. It's the biggest topic of the year. More important than the World Championships or anything like that. So Yeah, Global Games uh, is announced I, somewhere in here too, and it's got barely <laughs> any upvotes. Nobody gives a crap about Global Games compared like, to Test Screen. But the comments are so ridiculous. If you look at the comments, like people saying they're going to quit Hearthstone because of this, and Blizzard ruining the game, and the the number one outcry is that people complain about at least because it's a clear nerf to this that they want to get a dust refund yeah, on the card. That's right, and that's reasonable. And yeah. <laughs> Blizzard has already replied, and it's funny that instead of giving people the dust refund, they plan on changing the card back. <laughs> I don't know. That's actually kind of funny to think about. <laughs> well. To be honest, it wouldn't be such a bad th bad thing. I mean, unless their stats show something that's egregiously bad about the card, why not? You know, like at least you're responding to the community and and um, yeah. you know, like I don't I don't think it's it's not in competitive. I don't see it being in competitive anytime soon. Uh, yeah, like I I would not blame them for doing so uh, you know well, if they if like they don't change it right at least say why you changed it like they didn't really talk about why they changed it apparently also this cost or this patch costs so many new bucks i'm gonna talk yeah. about this in like in a sec and what showed with this thread i i, I became a believer that every single hearthstone player in the world is playing a test deck right now because <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> it's such a big deal oh, apparently but I think Blizzard should have learned oh, from like uh, things like the Naga change, how big of an yeah. out outcry that was. That yeah, these quote unquote small changes uh, will not go unnoticed for sure. Yeah, I mean um, the I mean to to the community's you know defense the the bug fix terminology or, or you know term there should not have been used. I mean it, it is an actual nerf. It's even if it was like a, a balance change. I don't think we would see, you know, as much of the, the just the the community being so vicious right now about it. Um, and also, I think that if they, I don't know why they viewed it as a bug fix. Like maybe it actually is some kind of bug that that create, you know, made it end up going but into a very Yoxeron thing. Uh, like, these cards, Yoxeron, um, Tess. Yeah. There's like two more to to be in line. Uh, Shadow Walk. 
And yeah, but that's not a bug was... fix, though. You know, like I'm I'm trying to see if there maybe un under the covers there really was a bug that internally it was a bug fix, but but externally it it's a nerf. You know, like to to yeah. all of us. Because if it was a nerf, I'm almost sure the protocol is to evaluate whether it deserves like a dust refund or not. Like that's just normal. Like it, anytime they do a dust refund, I'm almost sure the team gets together and or anytime they make a nerf, the team gets together and probably says, "Hey, do we do a dust refund on this?" I, I feel like this no. didn't go through that process at all, and um, you know I'm not sure what happened there. But you know, like I guess in your opinion, guard, do you think it, people do deserve a dust refund for this, given how it's oh, changed? Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, like look at the mob. There's like the entire Hearthstone community <laughs> coming together. <laughs> Yeah. Give them the dust. Crazy. I would give them four. I, like, I, I would give them double, the, give them dust. double the dust. Yeah, after that. Leave me alone. Take the dust. It's like throw like a bunch of dust into a bush. Oh, like, fight for it. Take yeah. it. Oh, absolutely. Look at this. Look at this. It's crazy. It's crazy. Look at the Look at this. This is crazy. Not just a Hearthstone subreddit. Yeah. Like one of the biggest topics in the world. <laughs> and and your, your statement about every player plays test. No, that is a complete. <laughs> that is an absolute no. That people don't, but people like to complain too. So, like when the pitchforks are out, the pitchforks come out of nowhere too, and decide to really jump on that. But um, you know, that's, that's that's too bad. They did make a mistake. Hopefully, they they at least cor correct, go back and and really say that they made a mistake in terms of how they they labeled it. Um, whether they change it back, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see it change back too. I don't see it as a problem right now. If they need to change it later, and there's a, a very good reason for changing it later, then the community will not like revolt like they are right now. They'll, they'll understand as long as there's reasoning behind it. But we've seen, whether, it, like you said, with Naga or it's Arena or whatever, if you don't actually <laughs> provide a, a, a very rational or, or, or reason that the community can understand... Man, the community will will get you on it, guaranteed. They will get you on it. So, um, that's I really kind of... want to mention that this bug fix caused way, way more bugs in there, the game now. Yeah, there was like, like this stuff. I don't know if some of this stuff is intentional or not, because mm -hmm. now you can, for instance, interrupt the elemental chain. I don't know if you know it. Like no, if you play an no, elemental, no. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you play an elemental and then you polymorph it, then cancels the chain for your opponent so oh can't play wow so it creates the, the prerequisite for the next turn you mean it, it actually yeah, cancels it's super that? weird wow but apparently if you pull him off your own elemental it doesn't cancel your chain so it's super weird and Stansivka actually posted today a clip where he plays shadowbox shaman and he plays free serenite chain yeah, gang that's all that and the and the and the shadow walk afterwards only casted one serenite chain gang so apparently if you silence a shed uh, a, a chain oh, gang wow. it cancels or bugs out the shadow walk animations and that's like a bunch of bugs like that with all sorts of different effects well it sounds so, like if you transform it's like almost as if it didn't exist you know like it, the state yeah. of it right whatever whatever the state engine is or or what the state queue is they they completely change it so that's yeah that's clearly a bug um I'm sure they'll fix that. I mean, that that's not a, a big issue, but Imagine yeah. not announcing it and then they change. There's yeah, a lot of these yeah. like changes they don't announce. Like they shouldn't do that. Right? I, know, changed, I don't know why they do that. They, there's no they reason. They change Spirit to an elemental. It's such a big deal. It was actually completely unannounced in the patch. That was a while ago. It still right blows, that, that was it still blows ago. my mind. Yeah, yeah. I think it's they're like, getting ah, better. They're getting better about it, but they yeah they should just 
be overly cautious about it because people will catch them. You know what I mean? Like, um, people will catch them if they're making a mistake too. So they should know that by now. It's it's been proven many many times that the community we have we have so many people looking at the game. There's going to be somebody that catches you know anything. Um, okay. Well, anyways, that's uh, the event. Um, you know, again, try to get your free packs and all that stuff whenever it comes out. See anything else that's going on with the event? Uh, no, I think that that's about it. Oh, the big thing is the arena changes. Oh my gosh, yeah, the arena cards. Yeah, the arena changes. Yeah, yeah, the bundles. Yeah, that's huge. We're we're probably gonna have an arena um, episode next week, by the way, guys. But um, we can talk about like actually how these cards are performing. But we can actually take a look at least right now with some of these cards. Man, th these cards. Some of these cards are crazy. Like, every one of these cards has great value, just first off. They're all just good cards to get. Um, and, you know, some of these have very interesting designs to them, too. Like, I feel like they're experimenting with, you know, in Arena as a way to maybe, you know, release these in Standard sometime. But have you gotten a good look at these cards, Gara? Like, some of the yeah, effects. Like, Stasis Elemental, freeze a minion until that elemental dies. Oh my god, that's that's awesome. That's that could be so good, uh, but um, I mean, there's all kinds of like amazing type of effects for uh, just the class cards and the common cards too, which I think could be an issue in an arena, given that the you know common cards and and how they're they're offered in the different buckets. But uh, any of these effects really stand out to you? Because there there are what 28 in total. I'm just showing the first batch of them right now. Yeah. Somebody said Chrono Shot is amazing. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, I've been taking a good look at all of them. Yeah, it's like the auto cast. I think is, is super broken when you draw it that it just you know gets casted and then because we know, all know how powerful Tempo is in Hearthstone. Yeah, yeah. Like, and and these auto, every single card is so powerful. And then yeah, you you saw it also like in the dungeon runs, like mm -hmm. these passive effects. But basically, that is. Um, and how long? How long does this event last? It lasts a month. Like where you, mm -hmm. it's a month. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. It's like three to four weeks. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so some of the some of the arena. I was talking to Duakta last night, and yeah, <laughs> he's kind of holding his breath. It's gonna be like the first week, and then we'll see. We might actually have him on next week to talk a little bit about it. But um, I mean, it, seeing these cards are. I mean, it's pretty exciting to see these cards. You know, like it. Actually, this is, this is the same one, right? Actually, Actually, I need to get it, the other one. Yeah. Weapons are cool. What is six mana 10 10 dragon? Yeah. So, um, yeah, these are. <laughs> six mana 10 10 <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Actually, are there 20? Maybe I'm maybe I, um, thinking that there's two sets. Is there just one set? I forget. Is there, is there 14 cards or 28 cards? Jeez. I, let me make sure. I might have like double copied them on accident there. There might be only just 14 cards here. Um, but, uh, you know, even, even just these 14 cards, it's pretty nuts, man. There's that one with a, a weapon. There's, there's the weapon there too. And, you know, like with the new buckets or whatnot, weapons are going to, they're going to be very common. <laughs> it, it's kind of weird. This weapon is basically when you kill a minion, it destroys all copies of this weapon, which is like, hmm, Okay. It destroys all copies of the minion. So, like, if you... Wherever it, it yeah, exactly. Works. If you had a bunch of wisps, it just kills all the wisps. That's pretty cool, man. It's a, but it's very, very specific, though, to a certain deck. I don't know how good that would be in Arena. Um, but, you know, like, just... When I see sometimes, 
yeah. when when I look at these cards in like for dungeon runs or yeah. uh, like these arena cards that we get from time to time, mm -hmm. these special ones, there's so many cool cards, right? They can create or they're clearly able to do that. Sometimes it feels weird that for constructed, for example, this past expansion with um, uh, Whitwood, that we kind of get like um, a relatively boring set of cards in comparison, mm -hmm. because they clearly know how to do very cool effects. <laughs> and yeah. It's not about like them being so broken, just cool effects. Yeah, but and cool effects are hard get, to like, balance, too. I mean, it's... Don't you think? I yeah, mean, it's it's hard. Maybe, but they don't have to be good, you know. Just cool effects. Yeah. Okay. Pretty sure. Kind of like Tess, you know. Remember Tess game? <laughs> but Tess is great. It's clearly <laughs> it's being cool played card. by everybody. We're gonna see it. It's probably Korea, the coolest right? card in the set. Tess of effect. Yeah, in, in um, Midwood. What's that true? I mean, in this. Oh, you mean in this set? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, that's a good question. So maybe that's why. Yeah. Which one? What would I, what would I pick as the coolest card in this set? There's got to be something cool in this set. Uh, it's got to be like Azalina or you know one of those King. Oh, not King Tog. Mm -hmm. uh, this so, is much cooler. Eh, okay. I don't know. You can make an argument. It is one of the best. Definitely one of the best. Um, all right. Well, anyways, arena players, power. you know, get ready because in five That's days it. you're gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> it's gonna be definitely. Fun. I think I'm gonna try out. I, I think the. Um, I think the hunter card is really good. The crow. crow uh, it's basically got freezing shot on whatever you want, um, mm -hmm. and I think the shaman one's pretty cool too. So I'm probably gonna try both of those right off the bat. And God, can you imagine arena where you, your four drop can just freeze one minion? I mean, you got like permanent you got awesome tempo that could be like a two or three turn tempo advantage on that one play that's crazy man like um but exciting good to see that they're doing more with arena uh even if even if some people think it's kind of too crazy um see on top of that oh actually arena changes too actually speaking of arena changes we uh i think there were i think since the last time we were on here right um yeah, I think literally the day after the show, they announced the arena and how they're they're doing the different buckets. We're, we're going to get into a lot more next week, so I might just hold hold it off on this. Where, but they did create a a different um, bucket system. Or they revised, you know, maybe their previous bucket system, and then they were much more transparent about how it all works and just how like you know the choices will be be determined, you know, and and how like the cards are are kind of clumped together and bucketed. So um I think it was great. I think it's just more transparency there and then again, like we'll go into more details once we have a more arena centric episode next week. Um HCT teams were announced. So um unfortunately That's I didn't see you on there, dude, which is kind of like a bummer, but uh we do get a good look at just all the the guys um, just all the players that are actually on teams and you know there's a lot of um, teams that are familiar names uh, on teams that you know and some familiar names on teams that you don't know you know like this is an opportunity for some of these teams to to make a, a name for themselves we got like Celestial Wolves actually has two teams which is pretty interesting but um, you know I guess any teams you think you know really stand out to you obviously F2K is on top right now with the rankings but um, 
who do you think is a sleeper in this on all this? Like in terms of oh, a, a team that that's like not very big brand, but it's got like killer players on it. Team Team Genji. Team Genji. Oh yeah, yeah. both of them. Wait, where's Team Genji? Oh, it's it, oh, it's the T's, right? Uh, Team Genji, where are you? Teeth. Uh, oh, there we go. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Sentinel, yeah, Rossi, Viper, CNC. Yeah, exactly. And like, what is Team Genji? <laughs> like, who is this? <laughs> this reminds me of like Overwatch contenders, where you can just make up whatever the heck your name you want, and just like, yeah, let's do it, let's go. <laughs> yeah, so Team Genji, I'm Dude. guessing, is some type of Hearthstone Overwatch type of organization. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, those are pretty good players that they picked up. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, all the all the teams are here. You can kind of get a look at you know when you're actually seeing the the uh, the actual rankings. You know these are basically all the teams that you're um, you're uh, that are in play there in terms of the the team competition for HTT. Um, okay, well, I think that's all we have for news, guys. Uh, I want to remind you guys that we are sponsored by Dollar Shave Club today. And those of you that might not be familiar with Dollar Shave Club, um, you, know, you can obviously go to dollarshaveclub.com and check out all their cool products. They, they sell products uh, best known for, obviously, their, their shaving uh, kits that they offer up. You can get a daily essential starter set right now for $5. And uh, if you use the Value Town, you know, the dollarshaveclub.com slash Value Town, you, know, you can uh, get, get that. Starter kit for five dollars, I believe it is. Yeah, I think I believe it's five dollars. And um, the cool thing about Dollar Shave Club is that it's it's kind of expanded, you know, into any kind of essentials that you need in the bathroom, like anything that you use that you need, you know, whether it's like shower gels or you know uh, shampoos, conditioners, you know, everything, hair gels, toothpaste. They sell it all now at Dollar Shave. Uh, Dollar Shave Club. So um, it's kind of a one-stop shop for you or anything in your bathroom. So definitely go check it out. You can still, of course, get you know just any any kind of uh, um, you know shaving essentials you need. They've got those awesome uh, uh, one wipe Charlies that Gara. I think you you mentioned it was one of your favorites last time we plugged <laughs> Dollar Shave. Why don't you explain them what those one wipe Charlies are, man? The one wipe. The little wipes. wipe. Yeah, the little, you know. Um, I was like a big fan of the shave butter. Oh, like, I, I thought like, it was the wives. Up. Okay, maybe not. Maybe maybe um, it was. It, it became yeah. a staple of my um, shaving routine, I gotta say. It makes yeah. my beard nice and soft <laughs> and it smells really nice. Yeah. And yeah. I just really like it. And yeah, I was always yeah. looking for a product like that just mm -hmm. to make it like more soft because I, I always shaved me, uh, my beard completely mm -hmm. because it. it it's kind of like uh, hard. I don't yeah. know what the, what the English word is for it just being like um, eek, like coarse, um, kind of like um, sharp. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Mm -hmm. And if it's nice and soft, I like to keep it like on a, like a three millimeter length. Okay. Uh, you still have to shave uh, shave it like almost daily, but yeah, it's nice. it's awesome. I really like it. My favorite part. Yeah, he's talking about the shave butter. It's definitely like this really thick and, and really, it feels different. Definitely. I don't yeah. know if it feels like butter because I don't put butter all over my face ever. <laughs> shaving cream where you just have it like the full face. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's really, really thick. It's really cool. 
Um, but yeah, so go and check it out, guys. You can actually try it out right now. Again, go dollarshaveclub.com slash valuetown and you can sign up for uh, that starter kit that comes with a uh, razor, six blades, I believe, and um, the the shave butter, one set of the white, one white Charlies, and um, I think some body cleanser too. Yeah, body cleanser too. So uh, yeah, give it a try. And um, obviously thank them, support them for you know sponsoring the show too, if you enjoy Valuetown, of course. All right, next up we've got DreamHack Austin. So um, big event that happened this past weekend that uh, a lot of the uh, more notable names in our competitive scene were at. And it was nice because we actually got a chance to see big names compete against each other regularly for all the broadcasted matches. So, um, you know, if you follow the scene, you definitely, you know, like they were the bigger names. Even if you don't follow the scene, I think you you probably would have seen one one name that you recognize in almost every every one of the marquee matchups that they showed. Um, DreamHack Awesome also was last hero standing, so it wasn't Conquest, a little bit different. And we saw a different meta, too, because of it. Not surprising, but it was actually nice to be able to see, um, you know, just different strategies in play there. Um, anything stand out to you, just like right off the bat? And congrats, obviously, to, to Amnesiac for winning. He ended up being Zelay in a pretty, pretty awesome matchup at the end of a tournament. Uh, but... Yeah, any highlights, standouts to you in terms of the event? Uh, what I'd like to see is um, the reflection of top players in uh, top eight, uh, how it re reflects the, um, the meta. Like, is it good for pro players or is it bad? It, and we see a lot of the top players or the best players from the tournament ending up in the top eight, ending up in the finals. Mm -hmm. Arguably the two best players of the tournament ended up in the finals, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. It was Amnesiac versus Zalay. Uh, Zalay, one of the most respected players, one of the best players. Uh, I would rate Zalay as top three players mechanically in the world right now and seeing him in the finals against Amnesiac, you know, everyone knows Amnesiac, is very, very good, I think, for the competitive scene. Uh, you like to see consistency. And we have seen a very great finals as well. A lot of skill. Um, I think the most standout game was the Token Druid Mirror Match. Yep. Which was the very first game. The very which first game lasted finals. like <laughs> forever. I think like almost two game. hours. It was like ridiculous. <laughs> and yep. it was yep. funny listening to Admirable and Dr. J having absolutely no clue what is going on. <laughs> because they don't know the matchup at all. They were just Nobody knows the matchup. I think Amnesiac even said he only played it once. So he, they were and, both learning it at the same time. That's what was really cool about it. And with that said as well, it's crazy to think about how high the potential is of Hearthstone if you can end up in the finals and you don't even know the matchups. You get a matchup once or twice. <laughs> that, that that is possible is mind-blowing. Well, we uh, I think yeah, we've we we've seen that matchup. We I mean we've seen Token Druid versus Token Druid before. I mean we surprisingly haven't seen it very much, you know, just in HTT because usually it's banned or or something's disappeared. But we just haven't seen it go to that extent, you know, like actually go into a fatigue, uh, you know, drawn out type of um, you, you know matchup where they both had like you know UIs in their decks and. And it, and it it was almost a mirror. Like they both were almost in identical situations. You know, Zelay actually had I think double Savage, where Amnesiac didn't. I think it was that way. No, Amnesiac right? had. It was the other actually, way. It was the other way around, right? Like no, like both was... had both uh, Savage Raws, but Amnesiac ended up using his first Savage Raw right. early to burn a card, 
and Zalay intentionally yeah, that's uh, right. burned every, every draw yeah. just to not use any card from his hand. And he basically masterfully outplayed Amnesia yeah. in that game. And it was very crazy to see how far Zalay was actually thinking ahead. Everything planned out perfectly. Uh, just an amazing match. Yeah. So people that haven't watched it should definitely check it out. Yeah, Zalay... You know, I wouldn't say Zalay, like, didn't make mistakes. I mean, he definitely made some mistakes throughout the week. But, like, his ability to recover from mistakes is amazing. I mean, it just really shows the, the level of player he is. And I, I'll give you an example. There was one... I forgot who he was playing, but there was one match he had his Priest, right? Which relies on inner fire. He only has, like, one inner fire in his deck. Uh, one Divine Spirit, too, I believe. I, I, but definitely one inner fire. He burns his inner fire, like... On turn 10 or something, something like really early, he burns his inner fire. And, you know, most people would just like quit at that point. I mean, literally just like concede or whatnot. And Zalay somehow still ends up winning that matchup, um, you know, by playing more of a, you know, kind of tempo and pressure oriented type of uh, uh, strategy, which, you, you know, you know, typically wouldn't play that that deck in that fashion he ended up kind of switching and being able to adapt that way and he still ended up winning you know just playing basically perfect the rest of the way so um yeah i mean definitely kudos for him he seemed just more deliberate like in in terms of you know he took his time like every single play i mean he was like the life coach of the tournament like literally using the rope pretty much the, the entire time and um yeah he, he played phenomenally i actually i thought he was going to win and especially because you know uh Amnesiac hadn't been playing quite as much, right? Like as uh, Zalay has. And Amnesiac even in his interview said that he, he had been taking some time for himself, you know, just to um, whatever, you know, that, that actually is. But it sounds like it was time away from Hearthstone. Um, and then it wasn't until, you know, maybe uh, just sh shortly before the tournament, he kind of got back on, on the uh, um, practicing grind. So uh, I thought for sure in going into that matchup, Zalay would win. But man, yeah, Amnesiac ended up playing well the miracle rogue seemed to perform super well in, in that um format the last hero standing uh i don't know if you noticed that or not i wish i, I had an old guardian type of article in front of me but um i mean i saw a series just won by a lot of like a number of series just won by the miracle rogue in in later rounds of the the tournament so um thoughts on miracle rogue right now and i mean was it just that the the players were just playing the deck phenomenally, or was is it just really, really good in this type of uh, last hero standing format? It's just very, very good. It's the best counter deck to both Warlock versions, mm -hmm. and which is even lock and cube lock. And yeah. cube lock was actually the highest win rate deck in the tournament overall. It was the best performing deck. The second best was even Warlock, mm -hmm. and Rogue automatically did good because it countered that. It was also countering Tontruid, and it was also countering Quest, um, Quest Warrior. So mm -hmm. it was just a, it's just a very powerful meta pick, and I think it's by far the best fourth class, uh, right after um, Warlock, Druid, and Warrior. Mm -hmm. So that, by the way, for people that want to play a tournament, that's like a very great lineup to have: uh, Warlock, Rogue. Quest Warrior and Druid. It's just the best four classes in the game right now. Yeah. And Rogue just lines up perfectly when people play less aggro. Obviously against aggressive decks, it's not a dead rate. But besides Token Druid, this is what I meant in a tournament meta right now. 
aqua decks and control like full control decks are just not good there's just yeah no decks that are too viable like there's occasionally even shaman and odd paladin but in a tournament setting almost nobody brings odd paladin just because yeah. it gets countered by all the other top three classes so it doesn't make too much sense so i mm -hmm. think miracle rogue is just fantastic and it's interesting to see that deck like it gets so little from expansion to expansion mm -hmm. the archetype and it's still always like coming back so strong i mean <laughs> it's, it's just it's, because <laughs> yeah i mean the base cards yeah it's just as long as you have auctioneer and you have zero mana cards you're good <laughs> like you can you can replace like a few things you know like swap out a uh just uh, what's been in it in the past i'm like drawing blanks now um you know, swap out a three five. You know, and and um, you know, put in a thug now, or you know, it, there there's all it's all it's all the mid game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all the mid game that that ends up changing in the miracle road. But the early game removal and the late game is pretty much the same. You know, like for the most part, Fildori is obviously another add to it too, which is you know great, great for tempo and. But um, but yeah, Miracle Rogue was like nobody I felt like was had lineups to to ban Miracle Rogue. They they pretty much just let Miracle Rogue go, and um, yeah, it, it performed super super well because of it. I I loved seeing the Warrior though. Like the Warrior counters Token Druid so hard. Like that's why I was actually a little surprised that people brought Token Druid, even though it's such a powerful deck that can win out of nowhere. But I knew that a lot of people would just counter that outright, and it's easy to counter Token Druid if you're trying to counter to Token Druid. So, but if you don't counter it, you get destroyed by it. On the other mm -hmm. hand, of course. But yeah, I don't know. I just That's like but it's like we still had two tokens Druids in the finals. I know, I know. That's what they did crazy. their job. Yeah, it, it was basically a, a game of like, when do I play the Token Druid, right? And it's like, okay, let's let's let the Warrior win now, so I can I can uh, you know use the Token Druid later and just kind of win out, right? So it's it's oh actually no, that's not how it works, right? Because that's conquest. So you'd have to yeah. beat the the Warrior first, and then you can just like run out with the 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 Token Druid. So interesting strategies, <laughs> like there for sure. And one question I have for you, Gara, is. Whose idea was to do this? Okay, whose idea was to give Amnesiac <laughs> flowers at the it end of this thing? God's idea. Look at him. <laughs> I what know. A boss. He's like karate kid the Karate Kid. Oh my gosh, Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, right now. And he was so happy as well. That's like the best. Opponent. Yeah, he was, man. No, no, uh, no salt yeah, there from the young savage. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So and they're nice flowers too. I don't know if you know much about flowers. Yeah. Those are nice flowers. So giving it like to the music, uh, I was such laughing. Flowers on the, at a wedding, you're the happiest wife ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at them. Oh Beautiful. man, it was fun. And he's no, so happy. No, it was good. It's good seeing him, and he's on a roll, man. Like he won at PAX East too, right? So. um you know, I think Amnesiac is having a, a really great year already, and we're not even halfway through it quite yet. I don't think he went to Seoul, though. Did he go to Seoul? I don't think he did, because I was like talking to him about maybe popping on here and, and uh, you know, talking to us today. So I, I, don't, I don't know if he, he's going to be there this week. But a lot of the players oh. that were at Austin, I think, are, are headed out there. He doesn't have to win more. <laughs> His job is done. I know, right? He's got no points. Months. I'm done. Yeah, just totally done. Okay, well, the one thing I think I'll say about Dream Out in Austin, it's like pretty hard to, it wouldn't be right for me just to completely ignore it, is that, man, they had so many streaming issues. 
like the production was really not great. <laughs> like, and um, I mean, the casting was fine. I mean, a lot of people, I don't know. I, I enjoyed just like Lorinda and, and some of his craziness and, and just that, that type Cora, of course. And um, Noxious couldn't make it last minute. So Dr. J did a great job just filling in last minute, you know, and, and of course, admirable. I just, no, I kind of like that whole dynamic. It was kind of fun. Uh, but there was a lot of lag that was going. Um, casting was fine. Uh, but th they need to fix that because it was going on for a long time. It was almost the entire first day, I think, it was happening. And and uh, I think it affected the viewership, too. I, I was talking to you about this, right, during the event. I was like, why is there, like, you know, I think it's the it was the production issue that's holding back the viewership of this tournament. This tournament should have got over 30,000 people watching it. And I think that it didn't quite get to 30,000. You know, it was probably like in the 20s. But this is the one tournament where I'd say we've had the most high-profile people playing each other. So it, it would be a, a very high-end representation of even just what competitive Hearthstone, you know, um, might look like, you know, just in, in not, something that's not like the world championships, you know. Uh, so I was a little disappointed just in terms of the, the viewership, but it had a lot to do with just that that part of it. Um but overall, you know, I think that, um, you know, no, no drama from, you know, how the, uh, the event was run. You know, I think there were, everybody seemed to be fine with it, with, um, you know, no, no, no controversy with the Swiss rounds or anything like that. I, I don't, I mean, I didn't hear about anything, so that's usually a good thing. Um, HTC Souls happening this weekend. Anything that you anticipate? You, you anticipate seeing anything different than, than what we've seen at a lot of the HTC stops in terms of strategy and... Like, is best decks going to basically win again? <laughs> like, it seems to be doing the best right, in terms of strategy these days. One thing that is definitely different is a lot more drama. When Why? you look at Twitter about Soul, oh my God, so much what, drama. What's going on? And I don't understand. They have the absolute worst possible schedule. They're tr trying to do seven rounds of Swiss in one day. So they, they oh, plan on having oh every Swiss round last one hour at max, and it oh, still goes man. to midnight in their schedule. So they will basically play till 5 a.m. in the morning, and the next day they should start at 10 a.m. So basically almost no sleep in between. I don't know how they're going to do that, but if you look at the schedule, it's it's not going to work if That's you have brutal, ever been to an ACT to stop. And there's apparently like an, a very common problem is that there's absolutely no communication between like Blizzard and the ACT to stop organizers or like in between. For any of them or you mean just for Seoul? Like, in general, really? Like, oh. there's common issues okay. because there's no player feedback at all. Uh, a lot of pro players have requested that because they go to these events and they see what is good and what is bad. Yeah, and they would like to give their feedback, but they can't because no, nobody asks. <laughs> and so we have these repeating issues from two stop to two stop. Uh, we can't. You will if you ever go to an ACT two stop. You will never be able to do seven rounds of Swiss. <laughs> In yeah, seven day. rounds of Swiss is brutal. I mean, we just saw how long the matches took this past weekend. You know, if people like Soleil are playing and roping, oh my God, no way. Like, you're, you're going to be like 75, 80 minute, you know, like rounds at, at least. Can you imagine so. 500 people finishing in one hour? <laughs> Yeah. It's like no way. Yeah. Zero chance. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty brutal. Um well we'll see and how what us. happens. It's it's a test of, you know, endurance and sometimes these stops, that's what it could be about too. We don't talk about that at all. You know, maybe maybe part of the uh 
maybe part of the allure and part of the marketing is how difficult it is to play at these tournaments too. It's like, can you be, can oh, yeah. you imagine if you're like one of those events that's just like, yeah, part of it is just like we make it really hard. We turn off the AC too and make you sweat and like make it super hard to play Hearthstone. Yeah, that would be uh, that'd be pretty interesting if anybody tried that. I'm not sure Blizzard would I allow think, you to continue doing it. <laughs> I think a lot of these pl- players are also going to burn out. Like, for example, oh, Mazi is not going to be home in like two months or so. Yeah. Or three months even. It's like, you can't play in HCT every single weekend. This is pretty much what a lot of these players are doing. And next week, there's DreamHack Summer right after Seoul. Oh. And before that was Austin. And before that was Tours. I think we have maybe too many tournaments back. I mean, back. it's a tour. I mean, I think that they've created the option of which where you can go to the tournaments and make your points there, or you can stay home, you know, and and play ladder and do that sort of thing. So I don't know. I, I don't mind that. I don't mind people traveling for months at a time. That's that's what a lot of other I, you know scenes and sports are like. So uh, I don't mind so don't, much that as long as they don't have to do both. As long as they don't have to like ladder and have to like play these tournaments to to qualify you know for prelims and you know the playoffs so it, it's that I'm, I'm okay with that is, is my point um i don't think the meta can change too much from one week to another because these people are spending half the time of the week just traveling mm-hmm. and playing the tournament so how do you create a new meta it just takes time in hearthstone yeah else you just end up playing decks from a different player and do you really feel comfortable with all the matchups? Um, but yeah. people definitely learn from playing these tournaments, which decks weren't performing and mm-hmm. change a bit. But I don't see, expect too drastic changes. I don't see Merc Mage in the finals. Yeah. Well, to your point, I don't see people that are traveling all the time being able to innovate either. You know, I, I think they they know that. I think they will stick to it. Or maybe they're, they have teammates at home that are innovating and, you know, theorizing, coming up with lineups, practicing them, and then they just feed them the decks, right, as they go. We've definitely seen, like, Tyler and some others who literally were fed a deck that they never even played, but they just kind of trusted the group of people or the person that suggested it, that it was actually good, you know, for what whatever strategy that they're going for. Uh, we might see, you know, a little bit more of that now, so. I, I think mm-hmm. these teams or groups will mm-hmm. come out on top because they will have just the overall best strategy and organization yeah. with a group of people, you know, working for them or together with them. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that should be happening. It's probably going to be some weird hours, given that it's, you know, in Korea, of course. But uh, try to catch that if you can on Twitch, of course. I think it's on Twitch. I think it's going to be broadcasted on Twitch. I'll have to double-check that. Um, but uh, that's probably it for the events this week. I um, want to give a quick shout-out, obviously, to our patrons that we do each and every week. These are the folks that support us and um, you know, really are, have always been the foundation of uh, us being able to do this show and continue to be that foundation. Um, some of these folks are Mike T., our legendary producer, of course, uh, Ray Dan, Bob K., Bryce L., Christopher D., Michael O., Graham S., Two Comma Kid, Cameron M., Jeff B., Eric F., Gary D., Alex, Alex G., and Anti-Crisis. Uh, thanks so much, guys, for supporting. If you want to support the show, you enjoy the show, go to patreon.com slash valuetown. Uh, we've been there for you know over a couple of years now, and um, you know, they're definitely a great service and, and uh, trustworthy, so you don't have to worry about that. 
And uh, you can go there, just make a pledge for, you know, however much you want to support. And anything helps. Any little bit helps. Don't think that, yeah, you don't think like a dollar will help or whatnot. It actually does help, you know, over time. So, um, yeah, just check that out. We do some Deck of the Week uh, shows every Monday where we have the patrons come and be like a guest on a show that I do for about 30 minutes. And uh, we always uh, post a Deck of the Week on the Patreon that's open to everybody. And we play that deck. This week will probably be that priest deck that gar was talking about earlier and then uh we talk about it just together really talk about the cool plays and the win percentages that we got just on our own and uh you just kind of have a good time that way but you can participate in that if you uh just go and uh check it out there all right we got some questions from q a we've got uh penny packer has a question hey chairman had a question for value town can you guys discuss conquest tournament lineup strategies a little bit and what best lineups are right now what to target, what to ban, just bring the best deck, etc. Kind of touched on a little bit a second ago, but get into details with that, Gara. Like, what strategy do you think is working the best now? Mm, I, t I talked uh, at tours with like a bunch of pro players about how weird it is, con Conquest compared to LHS right now, because it feels like you can play the exact same lineup in both formats and that it's not too different. Uh, which is basically bringing the best decks. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, the best decks are decks like Even Warlock, Cube, mm -hmm. Cube Lock, Token Druid, Taunt Druid, Quest Warrior, and then a version of Rogue, most of the time Miracle Rogue. And you just play those decks. You can use them in LHS and in Conquest. And there's not too much difference between it, besides that in LHS, you can get swept by a deck. So it's way more um, volatile, I would say. And I think pro players prefer Conquest right now, just because, you know, if there's like this OP deck, in Conquest, at least you lose only one game against it. Let's say the two problematic classes are Druid and Warlock, and in Conquest you can ban one, and in, you just lose to the other one game. And in LHS you can get swept by it, because mm -hmm. there's not much that you can do about it. You have to be prepared for it. But some decks are just so powerful that can just beat everything. Like Q-Block, yeah. for instance. So, um, Congress is just better. But in general, you use the same decks in both lineups right now, at least. And you just tend to play the best decks. Because the best decks are the best decks for a reason. Yeah. And a lot of people have actually just embraced hsreplay.net uh, as like the tool. Uh, fun fact is that <laughs> almost anti-complexity has used the high, four highest win rate decks from uh, <laughs> HS Replay. They admitted it. They just copied the list and really? all of them went I seven never and two. heard yeah. that. Wow. That's seven and two. Seven and two. Like Casey yes. did it and, and uh, Tyler did it and they all just, just went up 16. Easy. <laughs> there you go. I, I don't think we've had as strong start, of an endorsement for HSReplay.net on the show than just start straight up that. Yeah, I, that's awesome. That's it's, that's. I'm glad. You know, I'm glad we we can be a, a tool for you know just the the pro players in that way. Um, yeah, that's so best decks, guys. I mean, it has performed the best. Like we we've seen the last two HCT events, and um, it's it's shown that statistically that's been the, the best thing so far. All right, Amadan has a question. Watching Token Druid mirror match between Zalay and Nizek was very skill intensive. What is the most skillful mirror match in the history of Hearthstone? Whew. This is a good one. Oh, Raydan has a question too. I'll get that one. Um, man, mirror matchup. I think, uh, oh, there's been a lot of them, man. 
There's been a lot of good ones. The old handlock mirror was ridiculously skillful. Yeah, old handlock mirror. I think patron was even really good. No, I think patron was a problem with coin and who got the death spite with the patron in a rage. It was like... Oh, really? Draw. Okay. It already started with being like draw RNG, you know? Oh, the yeah, yeah. Freeze mage. That's a good one. We've had some... Yeah. I mean, some of our most yeah. epic matches have been freeze mage versus freeze mage. So... Uh, yeah, that was pretty good. I like a, a lot of the old, very old mirrors. Mm -hmm. The like the very old control priest mirrors, control party mirrors, mm, where you had finite yeah. resources, where you had to use every single card. Like where hero powering, yeah, maximizing hero powering was like game deciding and yeah, we didn't have cards that created an infinite, you know, just number infinite yeah, value nothing. at the end, basically. Um, yeah, those were really really good. Uh, yeah, I think. It's generally Miracle control matchups as well. Yeah, control matchups I think were really good. Any any aggro versus aggro matchups that were crazy skill intensive? Yeah, yeah. Like All those are underrated, man. I, I think that the shaman, you know, like the 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 abuse is just the, the shaman error. Yeah, the mid range shaman error. That that mirror matchup, I think pros all will say was one of the most skill intensive matchups that's ever existed. So those were totally underrated, like as to how good those, how good of a matchup those were. Um, that's a good question, though. Uh, so we got Raydan here. He's got a question. Do you think data mining is good or bad for the game? In any update, Blizzard cannot really surprise us, uh, as all cards, like new arena cards, will be discovered right away. Only tavern brawl rules, etc., seem to be obscured. All expansion releases have to be revealed prior to, etc. Um, I mean, if you're, so your question is just about general data mining, meaning like when they release, say an update onto the client, obviously, you know, us, you know, say just replay it and then, and other folks that are, you know, doing, uh, cool tools or whatever, uh, are, are able to see, you know, what some of these cards are. And, you know, some have been leaked in the past, like a, a lot of the, um, uh, whatchamacallit, I forget what they were called, geez. The cards that were, it was like leaked not, not too long ago in an update, like about a month or two ago in an update where they didn't really mean to leak those cards and they ended up being leaked and everybody uh, was able to see them. Um, it can be bad. I mean, it's, it's tough for a developer. You know, it's generally, you know, I, I guess it would be nice not to do them. But at the same time, we, we, we aren't able to prepare, say, like HS Replay quick enough. You know, like you're not going to have the data either, you know, like when it first comes out, like the, the day of of a release so um i don't know I, I don't think it's bad it's restrictive in a way sure like that's why they have to do release you know, the cards beforehand um and not just completely surprise us but i don't know we, i think we've come up with a really good system to to make it worthwhile we create a month worth of discussion by revealing the cards one at a time you know like or three at a time each day that's like some of the most exciting times in our community is that month before it, right? And and they have to do it because of, you know, this this kind of reason. It's turned into just like, you know, an, an actual marketing opportunity now. So um overall I think that it's it's a it's positive, but you know, there isn't it's it's not without any kind of penalty, of course. Any thoughts on that, Gar? Like any data mining? Like you any thoughts good or bad? I think I think it's 2018, you just gotta just, it's yeah. like, we can't just pretend to be living in the stone ages. Yeah. Just, you know, 
the companies have to adjust. That's all there is to it. Yeah. I think it's good. Yeah, I mean, even if they... We, let's just say we were surprised right now, like on the day of release. That surprise lasts for like a day. You know, like eventually we'll know what the the cards are, you know, whether it's us or Hearthbone or or somebody on Reddit just po posting a list of all the cards and what they are. It's going to happen, like within the matter of 24 hours. So you, you literally get surprised for a day when, when it's released. It was, it was still so exciting when you didn't know. Like the first <laughs> it is. It lasts so, it's just so fleeting, though. It's like, yeah, mm -hmm. sure. But, um, yeah. That's like the, the beta days <laughs> back in the, the Stone days. Ages. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Pyrotechnics or Pyrotechnics has a question For those looking to cl uh, make a climb to Legend, is it better to stick with a single deck or to try and swap around based on a given meta? Uh, well, if you have the data, if you have the data as to what's good at each rank, you know, like, you know, Is that like, like, like certain, certain site that has that kind of data, um, you know, then I think it's, it is more optimal to play just what is good at your specific, say rank three, you know, and, and what, what you want to play there, you know, because you can always just look at like it, what's popular even at, at rank three, you know, it kind of shows you. And then, so you it looks like a very nice website. Where, yeah. where can we find this? I don't. I'm not sure where you can find this. I'm not sure. It's <laughs> no. It just replay.net has all the stuff for you. But to answer your question, it's more optimal to play stuff that play a deck that's going to be, you know if you know what's popular at your rank, you should just play that, right? Like that. That totally should be, um, you know, what you're playing. Uh, it's not that you can't get there if you just play just a good deck, period. Because if you look, you know, in the different ranks, you'll, you'll notice that even shaman is just... I mean, if you played even shaman, you're probably pretty safe. Well, actually, even shaman takes a pretty big dip here at rank one. <laughs> that was a bad example. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all it's all the way up it's to like rank one. Down, all the way up to rank down. one, you know? Like, <laughs> and then get... You know, so rank one... This is interesting, right? Rank one, even shaman is countered hard. But then when you get to like legend, just all a legend, even shaman come. Oh, maybe that's why up. I didn't get my final star. Yeah, <laughs> you're not using the Good side enough, boy. Time. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, Nipara, <laughs> definitely uh, try to get that premium feature. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, so, good question though. I think all, everybody had some good questions today. But uh, that's it for Q and A. That's uh, pretty much it. Oh, like, anything else we have? What's that? The final question. Uh, I want to add to that because people ask me about yeah, sure. climbing to ledge all the time. Yeah. And I always say it depends. Like when they, people say, is, for example, just a very general question that comes up very often, is Big Spam Major a good deck to climb to legend, right? So mm -hmm. then first, it depends on region to region. Usually the meta is slightly different on NA, Asia, and EU. And on hsreplay.net, you can actually search for your particular region and see what people are playing in your region. Mm -hmm. And it could be that one day, Big Spam Mage is a good deck to play because there's a lot of even shamans, odd paladins, and decks like that. But on the other day, you face a lot of token druids and quest warriors, and you just get countered by it. And I think instead of just forcefully trying to climb with mage and getting countered multiple games in a row, you should definitely switch. Uh, I think Hearthstone right now is definitely a game of mastering multiple decks, not just one deck. Um, it's just like the what the game has evolved into, I would say, back in the days, you could really stick to one deck, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but right now, I, I think you should definitely play multiple decks. 
Yeah, ho- hopefully we'll we'll get a way to really show show this in in the future. But there really is, you know, there are play trends on Hearth in Hearthstone. Like there are certain decks that are played more. You know, right now you can kind of see you just with the various you know like HS replay or whatever tools that you want you're using, you can see that there are. Um, just general decks played at different ranks, but there's actually different decks played at different times too. Like even within the day, uh, forget even the day of the week. Within the day itself too, like there are different uh, um, decks being played and d- different decks, you know, winning at a higher win rate. So, um, you know, eventually, we, you know, I hope to get us t- or get to the point where we can, you know, present that to you guys because we, you know, we have that data too. And um, you, you can actually modify your, your pick based even to that kind of granularity. And that's obviously going to give you the best chance to win. <laughs> you know, like if you, if you know that, that Token Druid has played you know, 5% more late at night, then you're going to want to try to counter it you know, more so late at night than, than you do early, early in the day. And I, even personally, in my experience, I've noticed that. Like I've definitely had times where... Uh, whatever popular, like whether it was odd paladin or even paladin or whatnot, it's played much more um, early in the day. Like when when there's just more traffic, I think in the game for me than it is late at night. Late at night, I found that most people that I play against play control decks for whatever reason. So I like I, I I've noticed like I can climb better if I just counter control decks late at night. And then you know the during the day it's a little bit more of a mix, but so I, I don't really expect to climb as much during the day. So. Um, it's kind of funny. It happens in every game too. Like I know Overwatch is the same. I remember I used to, I used to talk to Flame on my other Overwatch podcast when he used to be on a bunch, and he would say, "Yeah, man, like the the during this time of night, man, that is the time where you just cannot, you just don't play at all. You just just definitely don't play at all because you're not going to be climbing at all, you know, with that. So it, it, I think it happens in every single game. It's just um, you know, I think we might have the ability to show it a bit better, you know, just with some of the, the tools we have and just how the, the game, the ladder is for Hearthstone compared to other games. But, um, so yeah. It's definitely yeah. become more competitive overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say. It's a, and it's a little bit trickier right now too, when we have like the meta, it's so diverse. You have so many different decks right now. So you can't really just focus on a single deck because there's so many different ones being played right now. It, it can be a little tough. So to that point, you know, like it, it might actually not be, you know, I think you could have some success too, just playing a good deck. Um, you know, if, if there's a bunch of them, you know, happening right now, but uh, you have to grind no matter what. So it's going to happen. You're going to have to play a good number of games anyways. I think the, what's the least amount of games played to legend? What's the record? Like we should have these records, you know, like why don't we have them anywhere <laughs> it would be so cool to see it has changed with the new rank system but even the new rank system we should have the record for that like i think 44 i've, I've heard somebody get there in 44. Um, Pokrovac linked um a tweet where he said he didn't lose a game from rank 4 to legend okay so 25 got, right he entered as rank 1 legend yeah so would that just be what's 25 right 25 games have you started at rank 5? I think so, yeah. Yeah, 25. Yeah, 25 0. Okay. Can't get better than that. <laughs> That's like a perfect, but you can be on, say, like the perfect 25 list or 21. Was it 21? You start at four. Oh, you start at four, right? Right. When you're a yeah. legend. Yeah. So 21 and 0, you can be in the 21 0 list. You know, like that'd be, I'm sure there's not many people on the 21 0 list. That'd be a pretty prestigious it's list like, to be on. Yeah. And he, uh, 
he did it on the third day also, and still entered this rank one legend, which is like super cool. <laughs> but it doesn't matter when you do it. <laughs> it yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, know. yeah. Because right. you don't know how the MMR system works, they're like all secrets of Blizzard. Well, yeah, we had that all that whole discussion right months ago. That's crazy. Actually, any any last questions? Well, we'll take like any others if anybody wants to get any last minute minute uh, questions in. We flew through the show today, man. We like flying. Just the two of us, man. We don't have to wait, you know. Like, you know, a third person giving their the bloody opinions. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. We need the Brit again on the show. Now. We need a Brit. <laughs> yep, yep. Trying to. A lot of them are, are busy right now. So, what makes even shaman so good? Ooh, okay. That's a good question. There's like variants. There, there's different variations of even shaman too. Flame so, totem. flame tongue totem. Flame totem is nuts, actually. I just realized today yeah. from playing a lot of yeah. even shaman how good actually flame tongue totem is, especially oh, yeah. with mana totems. It, it is good with. Two mana totems, but it's one mana totems curving out. And another thing is, one drops and two drops suck right now. And this is perfect for Shaman. Like the weakness of Shaman is, like the strength of Shaman and the weakness of Shaman is like how well people curve out against it and how well you curve out. And if you're dominating the board from the start, then Shaman shines. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say the two key cards in the current list are definitely Corpse Taker. Yeah, Corpse Taker and Flame Tongue Totem. Wow. And you can just kill people so fast. It's it's ridiculous. They go uncontested, you just kill them. Yeah, uh, and yeah, yeah, Hagata is actually... Mm-hmm. You still have like a lot of value in the deck with cards like Hagata. And with just a two-card combo, uh, the, um, the Echo Murloc and Hagata, you actually have an infinite value mechanic as well in a more tempo slash aggro it's not oh yeah well yeah i guess if you get that that chain but generally speaking it's not infinite yeah it's it really but you have so many minions that you will eventually get one Mm -hmm. um which is super cool and then a different playstyle you have against like big spell mage and another reason why even shaman in particular is performing really well right now is People, all people mulligan against spiteful shaman right now on ladder at least, just because it's the most popular archetype. I think it's the overall most played deck on rank uh, three to legend, and so people have to automatically mulligan for shadowbox shaman. And then you mulligan bong, you you don't keep like hellfires and stuff. You just I don't know go yeah. for curve or for like discard, like maybe even keep naturalized for mill, and then you suddenly have to face like a super aggressive. Flame mm-hmm. Totem Curve and die. Yeah. I have to say, you know, I think one card that's underrated in this deck is Earth and Might. I think it's even Earthening Might, a totem, is strong. It's it's done well for me, even just that play, especially if it's like or a the healing Corpse Taker. Yep, or the Corpse Taker. Corpse Taker, Flame Tongue, and mm-hmm. Earth Might is like a, a nine mm-hmm. damage guy that hits for tw- twice, which is 18 damage, and yeah. it's like oftentimes used as a killer. It's super flexible, and it's, it has value late, too. You can draw that card, you know, whatnot, so I think that card is actually really good, but to your, your point with Flame Tongue Totem, I, I think that Wolf, too, like both of them, uh, Flame Tongue Totem obviously being better, because it, it buffs more, but anything that just buffs minions, you know, left and right, is really strong in this deck, and, um, you know, it's because of primal fins are primal fins you, god it's crazy how 
primal fins just get let go sometimes people just let them go because you know they have some type of removal that can remove you know like one damage across the board so i feel like primal fins have lived longer in this this uh stage of, of hearthstone than we, we've ever seen uh so you only have flame Tonto and dire wolf alpha to buff these these for the most part benign minions so being able to do that i think is like super important you have to be super careful with like when you play them too because <laughs> you're not going to always get them um yeah so that, that, i think that's what makes it strong i mean the late game is pretty good too like alakir is great like as a finisher you know especially if you, get, you still have your second um flame tongue around uh and kalamos you know like do that extra damage to the face if you need to you know like that, that's definitely great or even if you need to just remove whatever's on the board so um and it also punishes greed which yeah is it does that's true it, it you know i i do have to say that i i still i do feel i don't know if Ro frogbound you're like surprised that it's good or not or you know was confused as to why it's good i still feel like that sometimes when i look at it i'm just like i've played this deck enough and i know it's actually good you know but i can't really put a finger sometimes on on just why and it it does feel like there's a lot of different things. It, you know, it's not a very synergized deck. It's like a lot of just different stuff going on at different points of this deck, which usually means it's a bad deck, you know, in, in, historically speaking. Like if, if things aren't just like streamlined perfectly or even just like synergized perfectly with the, the minions and, and how it's built, it, it feels like that. But, you know, with this deck and with some of the other Baku and Gen decks, it just breaks that paradigm, you know? And the totem, I don't feel like makes a huge difference. So sometimes I do always have to like check myself and try to think again as to why this deck is good. But uh, clear, I've had tons of success with it. It's just crazy, crazy good. Yeah, um, Hagatha, what, what, what kind of, what spell from Hagatha do you, do you find yourself loving, you know, when you get, or just like, you're just like, oh man, I'm, I'm just so used to getting this. You know, it's like really, really Fury good. Bloodlust. Wind Fury and Bloodlust. Oh, Bloodlust? Okay. Wind yeah, Fury 2? God, I, I never get yes. Wind Fury. Wow, okay. Uh, you, you just, yeah, just kill people. It's yeah. great. Like, this basically the only cards this deck is lacking, and then you get them from Hagata. Then yeah. that deck is absolutely amazing. Well, I get my share. And burst damage. Like, Lava Burst is super good too. I, dude, I get, okay, I don't get Totemic Minoton, but. I get the freeze one a ton, dude. The plus three, plus three freeze one. I feel like I get that all oh, yeah, the time, yeah. man. It's like, oh, yeah, man, it's brutal. Punch. Yeah, because you never need I'll that I'll the flametime totem if I can. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, because it can be frozen. Okay. Yeah, it can, but I'm never in a situation where that's, <laughs> that act that plays there for me. I'm usually re having to react to shit that they're doing. Or Yeah, gone fishing, too. Gone Fishing is the one card that literally does nothing for you. It sucks. I feel like, I don't know if it, for you it's the same, but when I play this uh, even Shaman, and when I play Spiteful um, Shabok Shaman, my Hakatas feel completely different. I feel like with yeah. uh, Shabok Shaman, I get so many healing rains. Like, all the time healing rain. <laughs> That's nice. And with this deck, I get like a, a bunch of like uh, Frost Shocks, Lava Bursts. And just I like never this. get and healing lost. rain, not come to think of it. I can't even remember the last played, time I've gotten yeah, with, healing rain. Even Shaman, I've never gotten healing rain either. Yeah, I come to think of it, I've but never Shadow gotten all the time. Wow, that's crazy. All the time. Yeah. It's like the most popular. Like, when I need heal, I just know I have to go for Agatha. I will just get a healing rain. It's that common. <laughs> Sometimes I have like five nice. healing rains in my hand. Nice. 
God. It's weird. Five healing rains? My yeah, God. Like, it's that's the crazy. most common spell you get from Shadowlock Shadow. Yeah, this is all, this is all like out. Hearthstone perception here. This is all like the warped perception we all have of what we get. Um, or is it? <laughs> or is it? <laughs> right, yeah, right. I don't know. It could be. You could be right, man. It could be hidden. I mean, we might have to actually run some, do an article on that, right? See what if we're actually getting all of the shamans, shaman cards at at regular rates or not. Maybe they've tweaked those too. <laughs> Who knows? Um, all right. Well, uh, that's going to be it, guys, for the show. I think we're going to wrap up here. Definitely great. We covered a bunch of stuff. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Gar, you want to do some shouts before we take off? Shoutouts to my Instagram, uh, Garbage Shaman. I post there. I, I stream every day, slash Garbage Shaman. My Twitter, I tweet every day as well. Just follow me on Facebook, every social media I use them all, Discord, whatever. Uh, Shoutouts to the lovely viewers as always. Mm-hmm. Hope they still had a lot of fun, even though we didn't have like a guest on. Shoutouts to you for this amazing show. Oh, thanks, man. Peace. Uh, right back at you, man. Thanks for doing the show uh, with me. And sometimes it's just nice that doing it as the two of us. I have to say, <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of all the viewers or most of the viewers like you know when we have guests and it and just creates a different dynamic for discussion. But sometimes it's you know it's just good to just have the two of us talk about stuff. And uh, it's it's always nice that we can always fall back on that whenever we need to. Um, but yeah, thanks to all the patrons. Thanks to um, Dollar Shave Club and hsreplay.net, of course. Uh, and um, you can find the VODs for this on youtube.com slash hsreplaynet. You can also find it on my channel, H- uh, V if you uh, want to look there. You can follow the show on Twitter, which we have, I always forget to plug it. It's ValueTownGG. And uh, follow there because we always, you know, I try to always post at least, you know, who we're going to have and, and just what we're going to be doing on the show uh, on that account. And then you can find us on all the audio channels. That includes iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud.com slash Leave us a review if you like us because uh, it really, really helps out. And I think that's going to be it, guys, for this week. So for Gara, ChamMV, and my, or just ChamMV, myself, that's weird. <laughs> so we'll see you next week. Later.